0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It is time to get caught up with the Cards. This is your Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason Kurz. Guys, I had this whole thing worked up, this diatribe uh, about how the Cardinals weren't going anywhere. The fate of the Redbirds, not making the playoffs, no real path to the postseason. And ultimately, I do believe that is what we're looking at. You know, at the end of the day, this is still a team that's hovering around 500. Uh, they have a double-digit deficit in the division. They're in third place in the NL Central. Not really in a great place to make a run at a wild card berth. There's still several teams ahead of them there, including pretty much all of the NL East, Braves, Mets, the streaking Phillies, and MVP candidate Bryce Harper. Um, So I do feel like on that front the handwriting is on the wall and I think that handwriting says, brah, your team ain't making the playoffs. But before we bring on Chicken Little and talk about the falling sky, let's just for a moment tip our cap to the week that this team has had versus the Pirates. Note, I said Pirates. I did not say Padres or the Fighting Phils. I'm just picking P-teams at this point. I said the Pirates, and the Pirates are basura. They're really, really bad. 41-74, 33 games below 500, just bad. But this bad team has made the Cardinals look pretty good this week. And in a season that's been very much up and down, it's been at least fun to watch. Uh, Today, Thursday, a 7-6 win that completes the sweep. Key in the effort, Lars Newtbar with a pinch hit home run his first of his career that is a heck of a name lars newt bar it's like halloween candy you see the kids are sort of on the front stoop sifting through the bag they find a mr good bar hard pass a hershey bar harder pass but when you come across a lars newt bar everybody wants one of those Uh, So first of his career, a pinch hit, tied the game at the time. Number 68 is his jersey. He's going to need a new uni next year. Uh, Looking like a defensive lineman out there with number 68. But his home run was key. Paul DeYoung had one as well. Seven strong innings from the bullpen. Uh, Starter Wade LeBlanc got hurt. Dylan Carlson also got hurt. So two negatives from the victory. 7-6 was your score. The bullpen, like we said, was great. They had to hang on in the ninth. Earlier in the week, though, for the start of the series, the Cardinals won the arms race, and they did so going away. Let's go to Tuesday. Jay Happ, an acquisition at the trade deadline. And, you know, this is where I go to my Bob Euchre. We we, do, we run the box score. Pirates had one hit. That's all we had? One stinking hit? Today it was the Pirates with Euchre. It was, of course, the Indians. Um... But that's all the Pirates got in the first game of the series versus the Cardinals. Hap went six strong, one hit, one run. And then the bullpen, three frames without a hit. It's a 4-1 win. So, you know, you celebrate an occasion, no matter the circumstance, in which your team allows only one hit. Assuming you win, which the Cardinals did. Wednesday night, Adam Wainwright. I'm going to apologize right here and right now to Scott from Philly and to my father from New Jersey, now lives in Massachusetts. Because this is going to be your Adam Wainwright love affair portion of the program. Where do we start? It's just vintage Waino. Nine innings pitch, complete game win, scattered two hits. And just just as a footnote, when you only allow a small number of hits, that's what you do. You scatter them. You scatter them around. So he scattered his two hits. You have to say it that way. Waino scatters two hits, um that was his 27th career complete game that's the most among active pitchers a third of the season and his 11th career shut but his first one in nearly five years since 2016 remember this is a guy that turns 40 in two weeks i'm a man i'm 40 adam wainwright is mike gundy this week um waino has routinely contemplated retiring He's pitching for a team that, for all intents and purposes, is going nowhere, but he just goes out there and grinds. He's not overpowering. He's not blowing dudes away. He's a pitcher. He's no longer a thrower. He's crafty. He's cerebral. He's working with Yachty back there. Yachty mentioned, just so efficient. And apparently, this outing that he had on Wednesday, it has a name. I was not aware of this. It's called a Maddox. It's, it's a thing. It's named, obviously, after legendary pitcher Greg Maddox, who played mostly with the Braves, also with the Cubs a little bit. He's the brother of the current Cardinals pitching coach, Mike Maddox. But a Maddox is defined as a start in which a pitcher tosses a complete game shutout on fewer than 100 pitches, which is what Wayno did on Wednesday. He threw 88. Now, since 1988, that was a big year. The first year accurate pitch count data is available Maddox, you will not be surprised, first in the majors with 13 such starts during the regular season. Nobody else has thrown more than seven. That was what Maddox was all about. And on Wednesday, that was what Wayno was all about. A couple other nuggets on this Maddox term, which again, new to me, but I love it. This was the first Maddox by a Cardinal since Chris Carpenter did it. September of 2011, 97 pitches for him in that one. This was the second fewest pitches by a card starter in a nine-inning shutout, again, since pitch tracking began in 1988. And at nearly 40, Wayno is the second oldest pitcher to throw a Maddox since 88. Uh, If you think about it, you might get the guy that was actually older when he did it. It was Jamie Moyer who pitched until he was about 100. And remember, with Waino, we think of him as the ultimate cardinal he has been with the club since 05, But Adam Wainwright is a Georgia kid, originally drafted by the Braves in 2000. He was a first-round pick, 29th overall. Here's Wainwright talking about Maddox. I had a lot of clippings of what his mindset was and his mentality and what made him execute pitches on my wall when I was a kid, Wainwright said. So Maddox, a brave. Wainwright, originally a brave And on Wednesday, Wainwright probably made Maddox really proud with the effort he put forth. Here's one more thing. I I found this funny. Maddox, when they were with the Braves together with Wainwright in the early 2000s, Maddox always wanted to talk to Wainwright about pitching. But he wanted to do it at 6 a.m. on the leg extension machine in the gym at the Braves complex. And Wainwright wouldn't do it. He said, quote, I thought that was too early in the morning. It's one of my biggest regrets ever. Biggest takeaway here. Biggest takeaway. Well, two takeaways. Number one, when Greg Maddox wants to talk pitching, you do it any place, anytime. You sit down with Greg Maddox. But the other takeaway way back in the early 2000s, Wayno apparently skipped leg day. You can't skip leg day. Everybody knows that. Um, but forget legs. Hats off to Wayno. 11 and six on the year. Can he get to 15 wins? Maybe. If he stays healthy, there's about 40-plus games to go. He's also had a bunch of tough luck, no decisions. Uh, He's pitched in 23 games this year. The ERA, three and a quarter, struck out 127 dudes. Again, nearly 40 years old. Um, And of all the problems the Cardinals have had this year, well, let's put it this way. St. Louis has had 99 problems. Adam Wainwright has not been one. You think Waino likes that Jay-Z reference? I don't know, he's a Georgia guy. Probably listens to Outkast. That's fine. Now, speaking of problems, the biggest one generally for the Cardinals has been injuries, most specifically the one dealt to Jack Flaherty. Ace of the staff. A couple years ago, in the last full season that we can remember, Flaherty was unquestionably the best pitcher in baseball in the second half of the season. This year, he hasn't pitched since May 31st, but that will all change tomorrow night. Jack is back. He goes to the bump for the first time in two and a half months. It's an all-Missouri matchup, Cards Royals, and it will be a welcome sight, but too little too late. Uh, And this sort of brings us full circle where we started. How good will Jack be down the stretch? How much can he be counted on? How much will it matter for a team that this week notwithstanding struggles to win more than one or two games in a row? The hill is probably too tall to climb at this point. You know, and I read an article earlier in the week, one of those, like, everything that each contender needs to do down the stretch. So I'm reading through ALEs, you know, taking Yankees, Rays, and AL West, NLEs, Braves, Phillies, who are hot right now, Mets, go to the Central, Brewers, Reds, looking for my Cardinals. I'm looking. What do they need to do? I mean, they need to do a lot of things, but they're not even in the conversation. They're not in the article. You know, with all due respect to Marlon Brando, I could have been a contender. Cardinals aren't contenders right now. Could they have been? Maybe. If it had not been for, you know, fill in the blank. Injuries. Managerial decisions. Inconsistent pitching. You know, I realize there's still nearly 50 games to go. I realize the Cardinals are now sporting a three-game win streak. I realize the Aces back. And he'll go tomorrow night. I'm just not sure, though, that this is a squad that's ready to make one of those historic late-summer runs like they did in 2011. Here's a little fun flashback. August 3rd, 2011. Real ones will remember this. The Cardinals had won 17 road games in a row, particularly the final game of each road series. And with those wins came the introduction of the clubhouse chant. You guys remember this? Happy flight. Happy flight. Shortstop Rafael Fercal, who is a trade deadline acquisition. By the way, we didn't get a Rafael Fercal this year, unless Jay Happ or John Lester are Rafael Fercal, but I don't think they are. But Fercal is credited with coining the phrase, uh, became the slogan and the anthem in the clubhouse as the team went down the stretch. You know the story, wildcard, beat the Phillies, Brewers, and then the Rangers in the World Series. Uh, Tony La Russa was a skipper at the time, and this is what he said about the happy flight chant. Quote, you've got these grown men, they're like summer campers. They're just like little kids. It's enjoyable to listen to happy flight things. That was 2011. I don't feel like this team has that kind of vibe. We know how that one ended. Can't believe it was 10 years ago. Who's still around from that era even? Pujols, okay. Yachty, obviously. Waino. Uh, and believe it or not, La Russa, who's now back with the White Sox. And again, they're in playoff position and looking good. So those are the guys that are around from then. I don't know if this team has that kind of juice, that swag. They're just too inconsistent. Um, you know, there are flashes like Harrison Bader in center field. But, you know, then they'll go and lose. and and not look so good doing it. So I don't know if this is a team that's going to do what the 2011 club did. I don't think it is, but I will tell you one thing, following today's win over the Pirates, which completed a sweep in Pittsburgh, you know what the club had, right? You know what they had. A happy flight. Somewhere, Rafael Fercal is smiling. And on that note, I have one thing and one thing to say only. Hashtag go Redbirds.